Okay. And so, um, several hundred smaller food group, you know, food, pet foods have gotten together for this class action suit. And hopefully more people or more foods will jump on the bandwagon on this. And so I, you need to empower yourself, enlighten yourself and understand at the time when it came out about the DCM, the FDA created this, um, you know, warning, Will Roberts, don't warning, warning. Okay. Well, you know, uh, back off, don't feed grain freeze. It will you know, possibly cause dilated cardiomyopathy. Okay, but at that time, science diet's revenue was 20% down because they don't make grain-free foods. Okay, they usually specialize in special like kidney, uh, diabetic, and such like that. And anyway, I'm not going to go into those feeds, okay? But the whole thing is, is that this is just, and Science Diet is owned by Colgate Palmolive Country. You know, it's corporate owned, all right? And so that's why you have to, you know, look, watch these, those links that are on my show page, mytalk1071.com. I tried to post it on my Katie K9 page. Yeah, I didn't. You know, yeah, I'm not technically inept, okay? So just send everybody to my show page and like share it on, share it on, share it on, because this is huge. And so that's why you, $2.6 billion, folks. That's ginormous. But the thing is, is that I've never been a Science Diet fan. Science Diet pays for a lot of the vets' uh, new wings. Uh, when you take a... Um, uh, when become a vet, they have a nutrition class, and guess who teaches a nutrition class? Science diet. Okay, and so where can you buy the most science diet at the vets? Okay, and I'm not blaming the vets here, folks. Not blaming the vets, but they do have a hand in this whole thing. Okay, but the main thing is the science diet himself. Okay, so you've got to you know empower yourself, learn about it, and then spread the word. Okay, that's the main thing. All right, so that's my soapbox. Go to mytalk1071.com, go to KDK9 show page, and please look at the three links that are posted there. My girl who's here, Robin, is the one that shared it to me and said, hey, you need to take a look at this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And so it's really, really nice. And you just need to spread the word and go, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, you and Jess have been talking about this for months, too, and yep. have fielded a lot of questions regarding yep. cardiomyopathy. So. Yep, and so that's why, like I said, no, it was it was a sham, sham, shim, sham, and let's hope that it comes. But because it's such a huge lawsuit, this is going to take some time to get through the course, you know, between appeals and, and appeals. And Rob, do you, Robin, do you have anything to say? You can hit your on button there. You know, she's over there nodding her head. I'm like, okay, talk there, Robin. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to take a long time. It's yeah. going to involve lots of lawyers. Um, lots you know, of money. Hill Science Diet has a huge legal budget. Yeah. Um, like you said, hopefully other dog food manufacturers will join yep. um, the the class action lawsuit to get some other corporate money behind the the, the prosecution part. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to take a long time and they'll, you know, they'll try to plea out. They'll try, you know, they'll try everything that they, the, to avoid anything that says guilty. So, right. Just pay attention. Cause whether or not it's a fair settlement, a lot of information will be unearthed and written down. That's very for true. Consumption. Yeah. On the record. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's true. And so, and it's, it, it's really, it's just like the 2007 melamine poisoning with all the diamond products. All of a sudden, a couple of years later, people forget and then they start buying their products again. And it's just like, wait, people, you're woken up once or waking up, woken up, whatever. Pay attention, write it down. So you don't forget because like I say, the leopards don't change their spots. I'm sorry. They might get a little bit lighter, but they're still there. <laughs> well, and like Katie always says, read the labels. Yes. And, and just because you don't see the word diamond on the front of the bag or you don't see, 
you know, what, whatever food you think you need to avoid at the time, you got to turn that bag around and look at the fine print at the bottom and the back yeah. and see who the actual corporate owner is of that food. food. Because people, you know, like like Katie said, uh, the Colgate Palmolive, yep. is yep. that what it is? You know, is, is the huge Mate. corporate umbrella above yes. Hill Science Diet and, you know. You, you just don't know. They, yeah. they always come out with different names. So. Oh, that's exactly it. And it's just like, they, it's always that fine print on the very bottom of the bag. Get out <laughs> um, your readers. Yeah, whereas manufactured by who made this product. Okay, and then who is the product a product of? And so, yeah, and then plus, guys, you know, I'm not into this because every time I try to Google something, I wind up in Tahiti. <laughs> and that's why I have Robin. And Robin, can you get me some information on this, please? <laughs> So, but anyway, so the thing is, is that, um, put in like, uh, let's put, um, uh, taste of the wild. How many recalls have they had? Who owns taste of the wild? Okay. I'll tell you right now. Diamond (laughs) Kirkland. Do they really? I didn't know that. Yeah. And so, uh, then, and Kirkland diamond. Yep. Really? <laughs> yeah. And so the whole thing is, is that, like I said, know who makes your product and where your product is being made. You know, uh, uh, Nutasource plant. Now, I know it was is longer than this. It's probably, I'm going to say eight years with their new plant. And this plant is so spectacular that they make this food. You have to go in with a hood on your head and button little booties. I mean, they, they you talk about keeping everything, you know, perfect in their plant um, when they're baking, when they're cooking and such like that. And you remember, Nutrisource tests their products three times before it hits the shelves, two times in the manufacturer, you know, in the plant. And then they send it down to a Minneapolis and the third one is done before they release the products for the shelf. Hence why they have not had any recalls because they're very diligent on how they make their food, what their food is made out of, you know, that is high quality. And so, like I said, know who makes your food. And I know a lot of people right now are getting up in arms because the pet food costs have gone up so high. Folks, what has happened to our food? Okay. And basically pet food is kind of the rendering of human food. What isn't good for humans used to go into pet foods, you know, dogs, cat, horses, cows, uh, guinea pigs, <laughs> whatever type thing. But then, like I say, what's the quality, what's Nutrisource is known for their quality. So that, like I say, so you have to do diligence on yours. Don't say, well, so-and-so feeds this. Why do they feed that? Have they looked it up? You be the due diligence and understand what you're feeding what you're, and who you're feeding. And I'll do the due diligence, diligence for you for Nutrisource. Awesome company. They got the Nutrisource. They got the Pure Vita. They got Tuffies. They've got, um, uh, Pure Vita, that new, great new element series. And so, like I say, and I don't get paid in my class the other night. Uh, the person asked me, she says, and do you get paid for being so excited about Nutrisource? And I says, no, they pursued me to get me to, uh, to advertise on my show. I didn't pursue them. They pursued me. And the thing is, is that I had to make sure, uh, like I said, I fed their product. I, I visited a plant. I talked to their, you know, when they first came out with the Nutrisource line, you know what I mean? Whereas I was comfortable about how they made it, you know, with the ingredients and the whole things that I was comfortable to promote that food. Okay. Yeah, Katie is a tough sell, y'all. So <laughs> if she is telling you something's good when it comes to dogs, she has she has done her own <laughs> testing. So I remember the Nutrisource testing phase we went through, where she's like, "Yeah, we're trying this," and you know, keeping all of her notes and having all of her questions. So yeah. She, 
She's a tough sell. Yeah, and then, like I said, so I want you to know that I'm not paid. You know, I'm I'm to the moon and back that Nutrisource has sponsored my show for so many years, and I'm just so happy because, like I said, if they would leave, I don't know who I'd get because there's not many other companies I agree with. Right, and and I don't know. And Perita at one time pursued me. And they offered me some pretty good money, you know, not only to sponsor the show, but to do things, you know, like, you know, go out and promote. I couldn't do it. The money was good. But it's just like, I'd be lying to people and that I can't live with them. I couldn't go to bed at night and take a lot of alcohol. Yeah, if you're not going to feed it yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's always the big question for me when somebody's selling a product for for a dog specifically is, oh, how do you use that at your own house with your own animals? And you know, if if the answer is no, ah, then I'm raising my eyebrows. Oh, exactly, exactly. And now we went way over time. Oh, sorry. And, and no, 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 no. It's me. I'm sitting there going, "Wow, we got in a roll here." So anyway, okay. Who did these become? These names, okay. Who is William Jefferson Blythe? William Jeff- Jefferson Blythe. Who is that? Who's the real name? We'll be back. Hey, hey, thanks for staying with the Katie Gaynine Show. Okay, who is, who's real, do we, we know them now as, who is it? William Jefferson Blythe. Who do you think? They're Miss Ellie? I have absolutely no idea. Okay, and I can't ask Robin because she cheated and she looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> William Jefferson, do we know of anybody else that starts out like that? Uh. Blythe, B-L-Y-T-H-E, um, is Bill Clinton. Oh, William, yeah. William, Bill, Jefferson, but his last name was, was Blythe. And so how where Blythe came in from Clinton, I have no idea. That's, I don't know. I never would have gotten that. Yeah, so that's that's one for the ages there. What can we say? Well, now you know. Funny. Oh, there you go. I know. Fine. Fine. It really is funny. I mean, should I change my name? Everybody thinks Katie Canine's a weird name, but that's okay. I think it works. It's alliterative. Yeah. Nobody knows. You know how many people come up to me? Do you have a last name? I said, yeah, Caitlin. What? I said, yeah, no. It's a real pal. What? Then never mind. Just stay with Katie K9. It does sometimes shock me when I get emails from you and I'm reminded you have a last name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. It's just like, ah. Okay. We got a caller online. Let's head and get that one done and then let's, we'll start talking about other things here. So who's up to bat? Well, this is Barb. She's got two teeny new puppies and wants some potty training tips. Okay. Hey, Barb. How you doing? Good. How are you? I just want to clarify. They're not puppies. Well, they would be considered puppies. They're five months old. Okay. And they're litter mates. So we have two things going on. We got a little litter mate syndrome and we've got how do you, they were on a farm? So I just want to clarify that. Okay. So okay. How do you housebreak them? Two of them at the same time who've been maybe able to pee outside and poop whenever they wanted to, and now we've we've got them. Yeah. Okay. What breed? <laughs> what breed are they? Let's. Uh, that would be a golden doodle, and they're just probably more retriever. It, it seems like they've got the retriever side of the golden doodle. Okay. And how long have you had them? <laughs> Uh, oh, two, three days here. Oh, two, three <laughs> days. Oh, we're really right there. Okay, now that I probably already know the answer to this, but they're not kennel trained, right? Correct. Okay, and that's what you got to try to do. Get the plastic kettles, not the wire ones, because dogs are denning animals. They like their back covered, so get the plastic. And you can find them like on Marketplace for a dime a dozen, okay? And see, okay. That, because that's going to be your savior, especially when you're doing two. All right, and so then you're gonna start. You're gonna start feeding them in the kennel. Put the kennels, you know, next to each other. Not, you know, so they're both facing the same direction. 
Okay. 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 I'll put them in one together. And so my guess is they're bonded to each other because they're five months old. And then you got a little bit of work cut out with that one. But first of all, let's get them up, uh, kennel train. Whereas you're just going to say kennel real happy. Okay. And then just throw it. Now, when you're working with one in the kennel, have the other one someplace else. So, you know, maybe on a leash with somebody because you don't want them both racing for the same treat in the same kennel. Okay. So right. we're going to start out with one kennel. Okay. And then flip the treat in there. And when they go in to get it, then oh very nice that was very nice okay and then work with that one a couple bit a couple times and then eventually you what you may not be maybe not for a day or two you can shut the door okay and then open it but the whole thing is is do it one at a time feed them in the kennel and so then what you're after here is that now to teach them potty training because you can't give them any any freedom in your house okay they're going to be either on a leash tied to a human or they're going to be in their kennel or they're going to be outside all right. So you have total yep. control of the situation. And now when you take them out to go potty, they're going to each be on a separate leash. I would suggest not to take them out together unless you got two people. One can go over here and one can go over there. You want a 15 foot lead, you know, leash because you don't want to be on top of them. You know how you have to go. If somebody stood at the doorway of the bathroom waiting for you to go potty, you're going to say like, why are you staring at me? Why are you staring at me? OK, so that's why you got to give them a little space. Don't be on top of the dog. Right. OK, so then you're going to, you know, like in a chant, go potty, go Go potty or get busy, get busy. And when they go, you're just going to very calmly go, good potty, very nice, good potty. Okay, now the maximum timeout for a Minnesota dog to go potty is two minutes. So let's say first thing in the morning, you take them out, you should get a piddle and a doo-doo. Let's say you get the piddle and two minutes is up, bring them back in, wait a minute or two, take them back out, try again. Nothing, okay, bring them back in, put them in the kennel, take out the next one. Right. And so then what you're going to do is that then now let's say that both of them are the same. They both gave you piddles, but they didn't give you doo-doos. Okay. You tried two times, put them in their kennels. Now you're going to feed them, bring the food. And now you want to rehydrate the food. Don't, uh, don't do uh, the dry food. You're going to put whatever you're going to feed in the bowl, put hot tap water on it. So it floats nicely. Put it aside, and a half hour later, come back. The water should be gone, and then you feel a couple of the nuggets, and they should be putting yourself off to the center because that's going to help their digestive system. It's going to um, also, since you're potty training, you don't want them drinking buttloads of water because then they're going to be peeing a lot. Now you're rehydrating the food for them so they're going to need less water intake, okay? So then anyway, so now you fed the dogs. Ten minutes after they get done eating, go to the first dog, take open the kennel, take the bowl out, put the line on, take them out to go potty. Okay, go potty, go potty, go potty. Okay, the doo-doo should come. Usually when something comes in, goes in the front door, something comes out the back door. All right. Okay. If they do go very calmly, good potty. Very nice. Good potty. Don't say good girl or good boy. They get some all nutsy in the headsy. It's like resist. We don't have to think. You want them to understand what potty is called and where it goes. All right. Okay. Right. So then you bring that dog in, take the other dog out. Or like I say, if you got two people, one can take one over here. One can take one over there. You know, you could do it that way. Okay. But the thing is, is that my guess is they're probably pretty bonded to each other. And so now another thing you're going to have to work on here is one stays in the kennel or uh, one's on a leash with a human in the house or vice versa, where the dogs are out of their kennel, but they're on a leash with some human away from each other. Okay, so they're going to learn who the humans are in the house. All right. Instead of like, where's where's my other half? Where's my other half? Where's my other half? They've got to become interested in the human end of it and not when they come together yeah they're gonna love each other and stuff like that they play a little bit but then they're gonna go back hooked on a leash to a human in the house 
Because like I say, when you get two pups that are bonded to each other, it's really tough. And, you, and this is going to well worth and help you. Like when you start walking them on a leash, doing a sit down state, you know, when you start doing obedience, that they start looking to you for direction. So double the fun, but double the trouble. So you've got a little bit of a road to hoe here. And if you do it right, all will be well. But like I say, if you just kind of say, oh, this is just too much work, that's also going to bite you in the butt. All right. Right. Okay. No, no, that sounds perfect. That gives us some stuff. Thank you. I appreciate your help. Okay. Otherwise, give me a call for Katie's K9. We can work on it too, okay? Oh, we'll be calling you. Don't worry. Okay. Take care. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Boy, that went. Oh, that's right. We went to wait breakfast late anyway. Whoa. Okay. What happens when a dog loses his tail? What happens when a dog loses his tail? Be back. Some subscriptions just aren't for you. Honey, when do we subscribe to Potato Lovers Weekly? Cat Lady Today? Mold of the Month Club? The New York Mimes? But when you become a member at the YMCA in February, you can get a personal training subscription that is right for you. Plus, Y members gain access to virtual Y and group fitness classes. Wait, mediocre mustaches monthly? Subscribe to a healthier lifestyle. Join the Y at ymcanorth.org. We're back. Thanks for sharing your Sunday afternoon with me. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, what happens when a dog loses its tail? What do you think there, Miss Ellie? They have to go tail someone the tail of how they lost it. I don't know. That's a possibility. That that's a possibility. You know, there's no. There can be several answers to something. So, <laughs> but it, what, what do you think, there, Miss Robin? Uh, they're a Rottweiler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when it loses the tail? It's a Rottweiler. Oops. <laughs> or an Aussie. <laughs> okay, it goes to the retail store. <laughs> You gotta get a to new one. Buy another one. It goes to the retail store. This one's old. This is one that I remember from a long time ago. So <laughs> that one goes to the retail door store. Okay, so we're gonna talk. Oh, first I gotta say this. Uh, no, you. Yeah, were you? Yeah, no, no, no. You weren't here the week we had animal folks. Uh, uh, and from uh, uh, animalfolks.com, animalfolksmn.com, or org, animalfolks, there's a link on my show page, mytalk1071.com, please go to that. And remember, what they do is they create, they are behind legislation for to help animals, you know, like, you know, puppy mills and stuff like that to get legislation out there that can be more humane and blah, blah, blah. Well, bingo, bingo, bingo. They had a, uh, a huge, uh, win. And it's, uh, what they did is they got passed in Winona County that to vote a ban on future permits for dog breeding kennels. So that's a huge coup. No more dog breeding permits. Obviously, it doesn't take care of the ones that are already there, but at least it's a step in the right direction. And if you want to know more how you can help animal folks, mn.org, please go to either, like I said, mytalk1071.com. There's a link on that my show page. But, you know, read up what legislatures they're working on, how you can help by voting. You know, don't be on the uh, an arm chair that oh they should you know you get rid of all those people with the puppy mills and they, they you know they we got to have more humane rules for be more humanity blah, 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 blah. you know you could be a part of it but not even leave your house just go to the animal folks mn.org and see what they're working on and see how you can help and so yeah it's a excellent excellent program 
And we need them because they've had many bills. There was no regulations for puppy mills. And I can't remember, maybe even 10 years ago. You know, whereas they could just come in and be inhumane to all these, raise thousands of, you know what I mean, and nothing. And due to animal folks and also Nancy Minion from Second Chance Animal Rescue, they've got a lot, of, you know, it still has a lot of way to go, but at least a foot's in the door and there's some regulations. And so, yeah, hopefully it'll get better and better and better for the voices. we got to be the voices for the ones that can't talk. Okay. Okay. Robin. Yes. Dog parks. <laughs> and you know. You're just, you're just opening it up. And yeah. I just can say We're just throwing right. it out there. <laughs> dog parks. Now, you know I'm not an advocate of the mm-hmm. dog parks. And my, my biggest frustration is it is a social hour for the humans and nobody's paying attention to the dogs. Mm-hmm. And so that's what sends me off a cliff. And then there are some dogs that just... No, they're perfectly content to be with their human, but the humans got them in the mind. Well, I want to see my dog run free and have friends and da 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 da. So help us understand and me understand <laughs> dog parks. Absolutely. So we're talking about off leash dog parks. Yes. Um, I you know I I am a fan. Uh, you know I'm a city girl, so I don't have land. So yeah, and I have a very active breed who likes to run fast. And who would that so, be? Uh, that's Vandor, my uh, six year old Vishla. There you go. He uh, you know does like to run. Very social. Loves his friends, etc. Um, you know they're just. It's just like anything else with any of your family members. You have to think about it. So, yes, it sounds really fun. Oh, we go, we're outside in the sun, and we take a beverage, and we sit at the picnic table, and our dogs go play, and we chat with, you know, new people, and we meet new people in the community and all that. Yes, and um, you're going to find some, there. you know, there are similarities between dog daycare and off-leash dog parks because it's all off-leash dog play. So first of all, you have to be aware of your dog. You know, do you really think your dog wants to play with other dogs or do you think you want your dog to play with other dogs? Bingo. Um, You know, I I think about this as with shy people. You know, there are introverts and there are extroverts and Mm -hmm. the introverts are perfectly happy to stay home, read a book, watch a show. They don't need a lot of people, maybe one or two friends that come to the house. It's fine. Other other are our party people. You know, my dog is a party dog. Yeah. He he likes he likes a party, and so he you know is more than happy to go in and and you know kick it up with his buddies. I will tell you that as he ages, that also changes. Mm-hmm. So he's six now, and he's starting to hit that window where he's kind of over it. So it's sort of like if Katie and I, who are women of a certain age, were to go to downtown <laughs> Minneapolis to the latest raging you know club. We would probably be annoyed within five minutes. Yes. Like the parking would probably annoy yeah. us. So, <laughs> we haven't even got right, there. Right. We haven't yet. even gotten there. But if you would have found us when we were 25, yeah. we just might have been more game for it and, you know, maybe would have gone a few times. Yeah. So it's the same with your dog. You have to know your dog and you have to be careful. You're not projecting what you want for your dog Ooh, that's, yep. exactly. <laughs> onto your dog. Right. Okay. And when you go to an off-leash dog park, the one thing you have to remember is that you are in charge of your dog. There is no one there regulating. There is no one there making sure that everybody's playing nice. There, There is no one overseeing what is happening at the park on a minute-to-minute basis. Yes. I mean, there's always an overseeing 
um, you know, group. And I'm sure the rules are published on really big signs <laughs> that you see when you come in. So you might want to read them. You don't need your glasses. Yeah, um, you know, I would not bring treats. Do not bring toys. Um, you know, the dogs are there to to walk around with you, maybe meet some friends and have some fun. We don't yep. need anything for them to fight over, yep. argue over, be jealous But a lot them. of people do. You oh, know, they do? They'll, they'll bring the chuck it, Absolutely. and then you got 10 dogs running, or even if it's just two dogs running Absolutely. after it, a major fight. Well, you don't ensue. know those dogs. Right. I mean, that's that's the thing. You, you're, going, you're taking your dog to play with strange dogs. Yes. And so you don't know these dogs. You don't no. know the dogs. You don't know the owners. You don't know where they come from. You don't, you don't know. You don't know anything. So you're walking into an unknown. So you need to have your spidey senses up. Yeah. <laughs> and, senses. you know, do things like take your dog from your car to the entrance of the dog park on a leash so they're not free in the parking lot. Um, good dog parks have double gates. Mm-hmm. You know, go in a gate, lock it behind you, take your dog off the leash, open the second gate. Before you open that second gate, look around. Are there 15 dogs crowding the gate and waiting for your dog to come in so they can all sniff the butt at the same time? Because, you know, I wouldn't want to walk into a place and have 15 people on me at the same time trying to shake my hand. Yes. So, you know, look around, you know, choose your entrance. And when you do enter, get away from the entrance. Go in, get away from the entrance. You keep walking, walking, talking to your dog. Come on, let's go, let's go. Get to a op- more open area. And so not every, it's that high energy, yep. high anxiety spot right at the gate. And then you need to keep moving. I'm sorry, this isn't just exercise for you, but this is exercise or exercise for your dog. dog. This is exercise for you as well. Yeah, Keep moving if you can. That's the best way to visit a dog park okay um you know, and the, the purpose of by you keeping moving and then hopefully the dog is following right. you that you're keeping so you're uh, away from like the 15 dogs are hovering around you okay right. and you're trying to sniff your dog by moving you're going to kind of it, it gets less and less as far as the dogs and so it's not so overwhelming for you and for the dog exactly and um, you should not go to a dog park unless you have a 100%, 100% recall on your dog because they're going to get around their friends and they don't hear you. Right. So um, the reason we keep moving is because the dog is constantly wondering where we are. Yep. So they're always, they've always got that eye on us. Yep. So it's not a complete ignorance of where's my mom. Yeah. Yep. And so they, they always have that one ear pointed towards us. Mm-hmm. Now, if your dog finds a friend and they're playing and running together nice, you know, you can stop for a few minutes and let them play. Yeah. But if you keep walking, they will continue to play and run and just follow along with you. Right. And, you know, that other owner should be walking and watching their dog as well. So, yeah, you, know, should you be. guys will just have be new friends now. Yeah. Um, yeah. A dog park is not a free-for-all for your dog. It's not you taking a book and sitting down in a chair while your dog runs across 10 acres. Yeah. That's not what this is about. You need to maintain visual contact of your dog at all times um, preferably you're moving and again like i said it's not like you can't stop and chat for a little while take a break have a breather you know my favorite dog park has a a downhill and an uphill and at the end of the uphill i like to rest a little bit <laughs> so you know it's you got to pick your spots and you'll get familiar with the park but you need to be paying attention at all times. This is not a time for you to check out as the owner. This is a time the dog can run and have some time, have, have some free time. But you have to be watching and, and diligent. diligent. And you have to have the backbone to walk up to somebody else and say, you need to get your dog out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I may not be popular at my dog park. Um, <laughs> well, you and, have an organized and it's one. Fine, <laughs> and it's fine. But um, having, uh, 
you know, history and, and experience in dog play groups, you know, I do not hesitate. <laughs> I keep my dog's leash around my neck. Um, I take his collar off, but that's just me. I, I, I don't don't take my advice on that. You have to do what you what you have to do. It depends. And on the, the purpose dog. I'll bring that up is because sometimes when they're playing, teeth can get hooked up into the collar, right? And then there's a major panic moment. Yeah, my my dog is crazy town, so yeah. um, you know, I don't I don't want anybody getting hurt by a collar or his teeth getting caught. It's just me. It's a, it's a dog daycare right. habit for me. Yeah. Um, his collar is, or his leash is around my neck at all times. So that if anytime I need to whip it off my neck and around another yeah. dog or him, I can just kind of lasso him with, yeah. <laughs> with the leash. So I'm, I'm always ready. Um, I have been known to carry a squirt gun in my pocket. Um, just yeah, because good. some dogs will, you know, if, if, you know, things go down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it is possible for yeah. there to be an argument and it's possible for there to be a dog fight. It's totally possible. Yeah. And so you have to know that every time you're going there, it is possible. Yeah. And you have to be ready for what you're going to do. You have to know where you want to get bit. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's things you got to think about. You yeah. know, I would go thigh first if I were you because there's a little meat there <laughs> um, as opposed to your hands. Um, you know, just do those kind of things so that, you know, you got to be ready if if something goes down. And like I said, you have to be ready then to, you know, be respectful, but ask the owner to leave yeah. with that dog, you know, yeah. just say, you know, I don't, I don't think your dog's ready for this. You need to, you need to go. And that's exactly it. Some people think that, okay, or like a shy dog, I bring him to the dog park and he'll get friends and he'll get out of his, right. that's the worst place a shy dog should Absolutely. be. That's the last place to, for, for a dog park. Especially okay. during busy times. Yeah. So hold on to that thought. We're going to come back and discuss this more. If you got questions, give a holler. 651-641-1071. Okay. These are difficult riddles. Are you ready? Okay, what is put on a table and cut, but never eaten? What is put on a table and cut, but never eaten? We'll be back. We're back. Yay, team. Hey, hey. Okay. Oh, that's right. Got to forget what you want to do here. I got all these books here. Okay, what is put on a table and cut, but never eaten? What do you think there, Miss Ellie? Mmm. Holiday fruitcake. <laughs> That's perfection. That's good. God, I hate fruitcake. I hate fruitcake. It still ends up at like so many gatherings, despite everyone knowing that everyone hates it. I just think it's a joke. I just think it's a Christmas joke. It's- I have never tasted because Will will bring some home because people so he'll get them from for Christmas from different people. Well, try this one. Try this one. I'll take a piece that doesn't have anything on it. I mean, just a very slivery gutter. I'm like, yeah, not so much. Still doesn't work. <laughs> It's like, no. And my girlfriend got me, um, she said it's not a fruitcake, but it, got, it was a fruitcake. And anyway, um, not with the candy fruits like most of them are. But anyway, it, it came in a big box. It came FedEx. If it, I hate to, oh, I, just, I don't know what she paid for this thing, and I feel so bad. <laughs> and I haven't been able to tell her. She hasn't asked me how did I like it. <laughs> But anyway, she will now. <laughs> yes, Robbie. I don't think she listened to the show, so I don't think I have to worry about that. But I was going to tell her one day that I hope he didn't spend a lot of money on it because he wasn't. Even Will will eat Britain or anything. He wasn't a fan either. So it was very dry. So anyway, he even tried to make um, French toast out of it. It's an acquired taste. It was a nice try. No. Okay. <laughs> what is put on a table and cut but never eaten? What do you think, Robin? Well, I'm. I am a hobby artist, okay. so in my world, that's magazines and paper. 
Because there's glue on them. You're not supposed to eat them. Wait, you don't eat paper? I don't. I would. I would would roll around in it. I don't know if I'd eat it. There you go. There you go. So either one of those could be good answers. But the answer for this particular one is a deck of cards. Well, hey, uh, you put it on the table, yeah. you cut, but you can't eat. We play a lot of cards at my house. So that's Deck definitely true. There you go. Ellie, you so. should have had that one. There you yeah, go. I know. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. What can we say? Okay, we're, let's take uh, the caller, and we'll get back to talking about dog uh, parks and doggy playgroups. So, who's up? So, next up, we have another Barb, um, and <laughs> she has some questions about uh, her dog's recovery from bladder surgery. Okay. Hey, Barb, how you doing? Hello, hi. No, well, I have a 14-pound Shih Tzu Bichon mix. Okay, okay. She's three years old. Three years. And she's had, yeah, she's had surgery um, about a month ago for bladder stone. Okay. And now they're suggesting a prescription diet, and I really don't want to, but what do you think? And hi. I asked the doctor if, if if I could make food for her. Huh? I have two dogs, uh-huh. so it would be making food yep. for two dogs. Okay. And yep. he said he didn't think that that I could meet the needs of yeah, yeah, that's what they say. And so, the personally, uh, with we are what we eat, okay? And usually what causes the bladder stones is the diet in itself. Okay, usually if dogs are having kidney problems uh, or liver problems, uh, bladder problems, the best thing you can do is go raw and then go into some cooking of your own. Now, Dr. Jessica, the holistic vet, will be on next week. And so if you want to call back next week, she can give you more up. But if you if you go holistic, Google, are you an internet person? Yes. Okay. Got a piece of paper and a pencil? Yep. Okay. You're going to go to Dogs Naturally Magazine.com. Dogs Naturally Magazine.com. And then you're going to go to uh, Healthy Pets.Mercola, M E R C O L A.com. And what you're going to enter is Bladder Stones and Dogs. All right. Okay. And then what you're okay. going to do is you're going to, because you, what you're going to do is you're going to empower yourself. All right. Because, and I'm not a vet, but I want to, you know, I've seen a lot in my years with dogs and such like that. But the whole thing, there's so much more new information out there. And so that's what you want to do. And then you can go to primalpooch.com. Primalpooch.com. It teaches you how okay. to feed raw or how the recipes if you want to make your own dinner. If you look at the dog's um, plate, it should be three quarters meat, an eighth calcium, and an eighth veggies. Okay? okay, and so it's not rocket science; it really isn't. And, and 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 when you go to doing this compared to feeding dry food, you feed a fraction because this is all absorbable, no waste, and it goes right to the rib cage. And so people are really blown away with how much you're feeding in dry to maintain to what it takes to maintain them in a healthy diet, you know, with that. But like I said, in, this was my dog and I was having bladder stones and not me personally, the dog, then uh, I would never feed processed food again. No processed treats, okay. no nothing, no raw high chews, no pizzles, no everything, just like raw butcher bones, things as natural as possible. But now through those sites there, it's going to be, you'll be able to empower yourself, ask, and you can send in questions and they're good about answering them back. 
Okay, and now okay. Healthy Pets dot Mercola. That's Dr. Karen Becker. She's kind of the original holistic guru in the uh, pet industry. She's awesome. I've got to meet her t- two times, and I, I wish she would have just kind of laid stayed in my house for weeks. <laughs> but <laughs> but learned so funny. much from her. But that's what you got to do. Is that don't you know just don't be beholden to the conventional vets. Look on the other side because. Both worlds need each other. You know, the conventional doesn't have all the answers and the holistic doesn't have. But together, we can do really well for us and for our pets. Okay? Okay. 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 You think this would be a better diet for my other dog, too? Excellent. You bet. Yeah. Don't ever change. Okay. You know, when you change, when you're going healthy, you do it to every pet you got. Okay? okay. Because, like yeah. I say, you don't want to put the other one into the, what you just went through with this one. And so that's why, like I say, they, we are what we eat. And there are many dogs with that processed food that they wind up getting bladder pro- problems and kidney problems and liver problems. Okay? Okay. Okay. So you can do it. Thank I know. So it, but it's a change. Yeah, okay. It's a change of life. But you can do it. Okay? Okay. Okay. Thanks take care. Me. You bet. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, I was just reading about bladder stones. You know, there's some that are that can dissolve. You can dissolve through diet, and some that you just can't. Just like with my kidney stones, right. you know, they were just too big to pass, so they had to laser them. You know, type thing, and so that will. I didn't feel a thing. I was out. <laughs> but, well, and for those of us that grew up feeding conventional dog foods, you yeah. know, I mean, my my childhood dog, I think he lived on Purina cat chow. Yeah, like, and my mom <laughs> yeah. got sick of trying to you know swap out the keep him yeah. out of the cat bowl, so yeah. she's like, whatever here. Yeah, yeah. And he you know lived to twenty. He was yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, but it, it's. The genetics are different, but what I, uh, having gone raw with some dogs before, mm-hmm. it's intimidating. Oh, right? yeah, just, it you know, when, when people go to those websites and look at that, just, you know, give yourself some time, Yep. you know, be patient. It's a process. <laughs> yep. Be patient and make it fit your lifestyle. You yep. know, you, you got to make it work for you because if it's not going to work for you and it's too much, it's either too much work or too much time or whatever it is, yep. you're, you're going to stop. So yeah. just take your time. Rotate into it. Yep. Ask questions. Find people you trust. You know, that's it's it's a big thing, but so worth it. I'm just so worth it. Yeah, it is. And see, I never um, uh, with mine. I'm trying to think. Probably about twelve, fifteen years. You know, I would do some process. You know, a couple times during the week, but then it was either freeze dried, raw cooking. Right. You know what I mean? The more versatile. Remember, dogs are put on this world. In this earth to be trash cans, yeah, you know, to eat everything and anything and not skip a beat. Right. And so the problem is, then we bring them into our house, feed them the exact same thing, everything solitary day, and we wonder why they take a header. And our yeah. vets all, you know, God bless them. I love the vets, folks. You know, they're great with always and diseases, but nutrition is just like in the human doctors. They don't know anything about nutrition, and you have to do your due diligence and understand what am I going to do? How can I do better for my pets? Yeah. That's that's huge, huge. Well, and especially right now, vets. Vet techs—they're all—they're completely overwhelmed. Yes. I mean, they're just—they're—they're they're all just tapped. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just seriously. So you know, ask questions. Um, you know, the the good vets will find an answer for you or help you out. You know, work with you. I know when I come to the door of my vet office, they all just go, "Oh, oh no, she's uh, here." <laughs> you know, I'm, I mean, you know, we have a great relationship, and I, you know, make sure I treat them well and stuff because I am, you know, an information go- junkie. Uh, junkie, and I have questions. Yes, so you do. That's what's one of the and reasons why Katie likes yes, me. Yes, and that's what endeared me to met. you when the first puppy class you took with me. You know, with Magna, it's like, boy, she's just she's popping. Pop That's right. Anybody have questions? My arm shoots up. She answers my question. Anybody else have questions? Like, nobody go. else. I'm like, okay, I'll I've got it. like another page <laughs> yeah. if you want to help me.
And that's exactly the way it should be. Some people think their questions are so dumb. And there is no dumb question. No, no. You have a question, then ask it. Yeah. You know, just like here, doing the radio show. And when I tell everybody for 21 years, if I don't have the answer, I'll give you an answer you believe. No. They, yeah. <laughs> if you, if Katie Cannon doesn't have the answer, she knows somebody who does. <laughs> I can guarantee it. <laughs> okay. Hey, Ellie. I, are you sleeping over there? Oh, no, I'm with you. Oh, good, good. Okay, how can you be sure that you have a slow dog? How can you be sure that you have a slow dog? We'll be back.